don't know if this is sacrilegious, but I do not like that costume that she wears. It's okay. It's it's, it's the, <laughs> the, sh- the shoulder pads. The shoulder pads are bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do not enjoy And trust it. me, as a Jean Grey fan, I know about some shoulder pads. <laughs> and those are bad. Welcome back, everyone, to another relaunch. Hello, I am Keenan. And I am LZ. How are you doing today, LZ? I'm good. You know, um, it's been a chill day today. I've been catching up on, you know, I've been reading a bunch of like old comics and I've been catching up on like my backlog of stuff. And I have grown an even deeper love for Jon Stewart. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) He's great. Yeah. As if he's fantastic. Anything else? <laughs> I know, but like he, I've been reading these old books, and um, they really like emphasize how much he really like wanted to show that he was a Green Lantern and a Black Green Lantern, and I really like okay. appreciated all that. It's been okay. awesome. Are, are you um Are you gonna read the Future State books he has coming? I am. I'm gonna jump back into that. I haven't really been pulling any DC books right now, so <laughs> uh, that's I I'm gonna jump back in with Future State though. Okay. Well, I've also jumped into Daredevil, uh, oh. the most the most recent run. Yeah, I saw some stuff ride. that about uh, Electra, and yeah. you know that's my girls. I <laughs> so, remember. I remember we were talking about. It. I told you, like, you should definitely be reading this run. Yeah, I finally jumped into it, and I'm only like a few issues in okay. so far. Like maybe um, like issue three, I think, and it's good. Okay. Um, Matt be going through it. <laughs> He's got such a sad life, man. He be it's going like, through it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's why you guys, why I gotta like kind of just go back to a daredevil run sometimes. It's like this man is depressing and it is making me sad. Yeah, he he. They put him through the ringer. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, well, with that, let's go ahead and get into these comics for the week. Now, I didn't realize th- this week made me realize that I kind of have to redo my pull list. Okay. I think I have too many comic books. Actually, that's not true. I, I, cause I don't think I can ever have too many comic books. I think what it is, is I realize I have too many comic books that I don't enjoy. Oh, uh oh. It's, and, and I know we're gonna talk about it a little bit later, <clears throat> but there's a lot of stuff coming out soon and some new books that are happening that I wanna check out. And I've kind of gotten to the point where it's like, uh, there are too many things that I can and do enjoy for me to continue to make excuses and keep on to the things that I'm not really into that much yeah so, sometimes you got to slim that list down a little bit and you know because these things are expensive all right they do get they can get there yeah <laughs> all right so well first up taskmaster 2 you were you were reading this miniseries weren't you so i wasn't at first and okay. I, I remember the uh the last time that we were recording and talking about this you were like raving about it and yeah i i'm a taskmaster fan okay um, I think he's a lot of fun and I think his powers are fun and he's he kicks ass so I decided to jump back into this too all right <laughs> you know I decided to join on and I'm in yo this okay. is a lot of I, <laughs> I like this book a lot um, it was really good so um again for issue one Maria Hill is dead and Master has basically been framed for the murder <clears throat> so Nick Fury Jr knows that Taskmaster didn't do it. So he's like trying to help him get away. He's like running from Black Widow and they're sending all of these heroes. So for this issue, 
Hyperion comes to get Taskmaster and they fight. And so Hyperion, for those who don't know, is basically like Marvel Superman. Pretty right. much, yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, there was the um the squad the squadron supreme, which is Marvel's literally their version of That's, the Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whenever they want the whenever they want to make the joke about a Justice League member they'll just use a squadron supreme <laughs> yeah it's just like they're 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 there <laughs> yeah. um and so base what i do like about this issue is so they fight and this issue the fight goes how you would expect a fight between like superman and anyone to be you know i know everyone likes yeah. to do a versus thread where it's like oh superman versus like rogue and they're like oh well if rogue touches him or you know if someone has this kryptonite but it's like no you're not you don't have all that you're not doing that you're not beating superman he is going right. to kill you and the thing about hyperion is again he is not superman so yes he is going to kill you and so he is fighting taskmaster this entire time and there's a little bit of back and forth between the past and the present you see taskmaster prepping for the fight and the actual fight happening. And of course, during the actual fight, Hyperion is just like beating into him senselessly. <laughs> and it's so funny because like the entire time Taskmaster is still like making these jokes like, oh, I gotta get, get let him think I'm slipping or he thinks he has me here. And it's like, no, but I actually do it. And it's like, no, he punches him. And Taskmaster's like, all right, I'm gonna die. And it's just like, <laughs> it's like, this is a really good book. I love Jed McKay, he's the writer. And the artist is Alessandro Vitti. And it's just a great duo. It's a really great duo. I really appreciate the, the call out about the Squadron Supreme and mm -hmm. how there have been a lot of appearances of versions of the Squadron Supreme, kind of like what we just said earlier, that they are the Marvel's Justice League whenever they kind of want to make the, the joke about any kind of Justice League member. But every time that they've ever used them, it's always been a different <laughs> squadron <laughs> from yeah. different universes and stuff. And <clears throat> I like that in this, they kind of pointed that out where he was like, you know, which Hyperion am I getting? They were like, we don't know because we pulled them from so many different universes. And um, the point of all of this, this entire mission for task Taskmaster has been, he needs to like memorize the body form of these three different spies. And one of them is Agent Coulson. <clears throat> And I know people mostly know Coulson from, you know, uh, the Avengers movies and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Coulson is a super fan, kind of like a Ms. Marvel where he is <laughs> big into all of that. And he goes to go pick up his comic books and calls on Hyperion or whatever because Taskmasters gets made <laughs> in the comic yeah. book store. And that entire fight sequence was awesome. Um, <laughs> I also love that they fought in a comic book store. Like, I know, right? Really, that was really fun. It was like a because I noticed <laughs> that the uh, the artist uh, uh, Alessandro Vitti in that comic book shop, he has X Men comics in the mm -hmm. in the background. And <laughs> everybody, the standard, <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah, <laughs> um, this was a really awesome book. I'm in. I want to know how he is going to, you know keep going with this. I wish this yeah. wasn't a, just a mini series. I wish this wasn't ongoing. Um, Black Widow is chasing after him. And we know that Black Widow always makes her target. So I okay. don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm, I'm yeah, excited for when Jed finally actually gets to like write her. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what he does with her voice. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, okay. Well, I don't know if you read this, but I definitely read this. Black Hat number one came out. Oh, okay. I have not read this. 
I was going to start jump into this one as well because I did like the last series, but I didn't finish the last series. So I was like, okay, okay let me I want to finish the last one first before I jump into this one. But so the last the last series again, it still was also written by Jed McKay. It did have Travel Foreman on art. This new series has CF Villa. Um, but again, Jed McKay is like quickly rising on my list if he continues going on like the way he has with these characters that he's written he does just an amazing job this first issue is a king and black tie-in which you know king and black is happening all over the place i guess and so it puts black cat in this space where she has to pull a heist of something that got stolen while like null was taking the heroes and all of that stuff and so i think it's really great because it it's fun and she also talks a lot about how you know I'm a street she says it in the comic book she's like is this venom stuff like I don't want to do this <laughs> <laughs> it's like she kind of has the voice of the readers which is fun and then like there's also moments where she talks about like oh this seems like space stuff like I don't do that I'm not a cosmic girl like this isn't where I'm at and it's just very well written it's a really good book it's a great jumping on point it's resilient she's crafty it's fun Black Cat is everything. Okay, are you becoming a Felicia Hardy stan? I am. Like okay. I, and so I think I've said this before, but Black Cat was always one of those characters that I kind of saw on the side. And she had all the makings of someone who I feel like I would enjoy. <clears throat> but I just never really got into her. You know, all I knew about her is that like she likes to steal stuff and she wanted to have sex with Superman. I mean, not Superman, Spider-Man. And, you know. And that was her thing. She was just like, I'm horny and I just want to steal. And it's like, okay, I get that. Like, I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, going back and reading this series, you get like a really good sense of Felicia. And she's just a really interesting character. So, yeah, like she's moving up. She's definitely moving up. So that's that. Um, Next up on my list. Is we only find them when we're dead, number four. Now, I know you're not reading this. This is an evening I haven't jumped book. in, though. This one I haven't jumped into yet. So I know the third issue was a little blase for me. This one picked it back up. Okay. It's it's just it's just one of those things that Ewing does really, really well. His tone. Like, it's something I don't know about that, man. Like, I don't know if he just reads nothing but horror stories or, like, he's a little crazy or something. But he does, like, creepy, stressful tension. Very great very well and it's just i got a taste of that in his um immortal she hulk that came out um a few months ago and that was i still haven't jumped into the immortal hulk yet that's also on my list but uh that that book was both fun but like creepy at the same time and like yeah yeah, he's good it's good so this this, you know it's a it's a boom book an indie book. It's a good series. I always recommend people try and check those out, especially Boom. They've had it like a really good few years as a comic book company. So yeah, they're dope. And speaking of, next on the list was Immortal Hope number forty-one. Now again, all right, all right. Again, I'm not going to sit here and talk about. This. We are forty-one issues in. Okay, <laughs> and it's still hitting like this. And it is it's still-, still hitting like this it is good so there was actually the this issue and then there was another one shot that was a king and black tie-in and i will say that the king and black tie-in made me very excited for the king and black tie-in that's going to happen in sword oh 
Um, now, okay. again, I'm not really a fan of King and Black or whatever it's supposed to be about or whatever it's doing, but Ewing knows how to mix an event into his story. He did really, did he? He did it in the Ultimates when they had like Civil War II and he actually made that like pretty interesting, which was yeah. very hard to do for Civil War II. <laughs> and his Carol was great in that too, actually, which we all know how it was during Civil War II. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a good time for her. So uh, he just keeps that momentum up here. I'm, it's, it's a good book. It's if you like horror, if you like mayhem, you kind of see Hulk in this weird, depowered, frail space. And he's like asking for mercy. And it's just like, oh, wow. Like you've never seen the Hulk like this before. He fights the thing in this issue as well. So okay, a fantastic for fan. The thing does make a guest appearance. And they fight often. They have that little, they have that little match fairly often now. Oh, do they? <laughs> yeah, they just had it in Fantastic Four uh, earlier this year. Sly had them fight for his nostalgia purposes. You know, is the thing supposed to, like, I get the thing is supposed to be strong, but is he supposed to be like, does he get stronger or something? I just he, he doesn't get stronger, but I always think that they show him fighting the Hulk to show that he is like up there in strength. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like he's not, he's not a Hulk level character like that, but you he know? Can take, but he can fight the Hulk. He's up there, it. but he's up there. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I guess that makes sense. I'm always kind of like confused about ben Grimm and how strong he's supposed to be and what he's supposed to do he's just a bunch of rocks yeah i've always think he's in that like that like 100 ton rank oh. okay well that's exciting so he fights the thing it's, it's it's actually a really nice fight they like talk afterwards and he kind of gets some insight it's just a, it's just a good book i don't i don't I, it's, it's 41 issues in you guys gotta read it <laughs> Um, the next book I have on my list is Seven to Eternity, number 15. This is another indie book, Remeter and Opina. It's, this book's a little hard to explain if you've never okay. actually read it. It seems to it, still be coming out like on a regular schedule now. Though, it, like. So it, yeah, so we're actually getting to the end. This is issue 15 and the book is going to end at 17, I think, or 18. Um, all together, so we're like getting to the end of the story. So it's it, it's also kind of hard to explain because I do know some people who are going to start reading it, and I kind of feel like if I tell you what's going on, it's going to spoil it for them. Unless they're okay, then I'll talk about it next week, which is fine. But it's a beautiful book. It's very well written. I think this is one of the better stories that Remender has done. And I also kind of like, even though it's taken a while for it to come out, you can tell he's telling the story that he wants to tell. It's not he's not being rushed. He took his time. He started out. I feel like the landing's gonna stick. I'm excited to go to the end of it. That's cool. Okay. X Force number fifteen. Now, I did not read this. Oh, you didn't? Okay, I so did. I, so I won't lie to you. I um, I've been casually keeping up with X Force. Okay. Like via Marvel Unlimited and stuff like that. But which issue was the Domino centric issue? Oh, man, I think that was early on, like maybe six or seven. Oh, yeah, that's when I dropped the book. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So tell me what's going on in X-Force. Okay. I um, I enjoy X-Force. You know, this was this is a top three X book for me. Okay. Is it... Um, 
Is it because of G? I mean, I'm sure she has got something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. But I've also just been, I like the story that's being told there as, as with the whole mutant CIA thing and the way yeah. that that everyone's morals are kind of being tested mm-hmm. <laughs> in this book. I like I like what's what's being built over there. Um, so this this issue, um, you have the continued interrogation of Colossus. Um, mm-hmm. He had been interrogated the previous issue where <laughs> Beast wanted to have a interrogation in front of everybody and like put him on no. trial, basically. And- I, 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 I recall seeing some stuff about that. Yeah, and obviously Gene and Wolverine objected to that. And Gene said, you know, I'll just do a, a telepathic probe because they want to know what is going on with the Sphero sword and why, mm-hmm. like, Mikhail has it. Okay. Um, so they get to the bottom of it and they are learning some things about um, the Omega Red who was involved. Okay. Um, and I like may- Omega Red. You also may like what's coming next because it looks like vampires are going to be involved. So I, um, I know that the vampires were a big part of the first arc of Wolverine that Percy yeah. writes. So I've just been waiting for them to come back. I just assumed it was going to happen in Wolverine, but if it's going to happen in X Force, yeah, I actually might have to come back. Yeah. So like something kind of circled back to the to Wolverine. I'm sorry, to uh, Omega Red and the vampires. And uh, I think that's what's kind of coming next. Uh, Then they also kind of show Krakoa kind of like coughed up something. (laughs) Uh. Yeah, so, and like something kind of like sprouted and something's going on with with Krakoa and these like creatures are kind of crawling up onto Krakoa. It looks like there is going to be a King in Black tie-in. Of course there is. Yeah, so we'll see what's going up coming up next. I am really enjoying this book. I like the kind of the waterbender girl that Colossus is dating in this book. I think I, I saw they make some, a fantastic uh, couple. <laughs> I, you, I love a hydrokinetic. Yeah, I think she's awesome. Uh, she, the two of them, make a better couple than him and Kitty Pride. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is all we've really seen. So I'm here for that. Uh, yeah, I've I've been enjoying X Force a lot, so okay. I think people should continue to pick it up. I think what Percy's doing over there is has been a lot of fun. There's some like weight really to it. There's right a here. weight to it, and a lot of the kind of the moral the moral compass of everyone involved is being kind of tested. And I like to see that okay. in a character. Well, that's nice. So is Jean still on the team? I thought she like left. She left after this probe okay. actually um oh, okay. she saw beast kind of tinkering in his head knowing the information that they knew about um omega red and yeah. and what she kind of found out about his involvement and she was like i'm not gonna get involved in this let me bounce <laughs> she was like i already know that beast is thinking of something and i don't even want to be involved when he's about to he'll become like a really bad guy you know, I think people are just seeing that Beast thinks that he is, you know, just smarter than everybody else. So why wouldn't he be right is what he thinks. Wow, he's really, him and um, Reed Richards are like. <laughs> I'm my kindred spirits. Of, yeah. The Illuminati. Everybody okay. on the Illuminati wow. kind of thinks Like, you that. know, <laughs> the fall of Beast. It's going to be really interesting to see where they take that. Because yeah. it's, it's been built up since about what, decimation? 
I feel like is when it really kind of started going down that path. I would um, say so. And I think it only only kind of heightened when he brought the 05 back. Yeah, I was about to say then Bendis like really hyped it up with the 05 and now we've got this going on. You know, he is Dark Beast at this point. And I think that's really interesting. And it's, it's going to be kind of interesting when we get to the point where everybody's got to say, all right, stop. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sure there'll probably be like a trial of Beast or something. Yeah, we need it. So... Yeah. Well, that's good. The last book on my list is one that I was very excited to talk about. It's New Mutants 13 from Vita Ayala, who is the new writer on the title, and we get the return of Rod Rice. So I jumped back into New Mutants now because Vita is the new writer. Same. That was me. (laughs) (laughs) And I really like this book. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I didn't really laugh as much as I thought I was going to, um, you know, Hellions is so far as the only books actually really make me laugh out loud like that. Um, Some of the jokes in this book didn't really land for me, but I, I enjoy the premise of where they're taking this, you know, with the new mutants now being older and everyone being back on Krakoa, you kind of don't know where to take them, you know, because it's like, what do you do with, you can't make them X-Men again. You can't really, uh, rehash a bunch of old stories and they've been teachers before but Mm -hmm. this time it seems like they're more are going to be like kind of counselors yeah they feel more like mentors a little bit yeah and i think that's dope where you can kind of have the new mutants teaching the new x-man and all these other you know fresh faces on krakoa and it's great because it really gives the sense of like this is how you keep all the generations of mutants around and it's like kind of like incorporate them in let them see i really enjoy the aspect of mutant combining their powers something i don't really understand why we don't always see in x-men comic books so i'm really (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i'm glad that it's being such a big deal in this era you know we've seen it with the five we got it with the six and sword again we see it here where they're actually combining their abilities some of the combinations i didn't really understand yeah, there are a few combinations that I didn't quite I didn't quite understand how those powers really linked that way. Or at least maybe I viewed the way that their powers worked differently than the way that they did in this book. But yeah, um, maybe but, I was just but, wrong. But I enjoyed the idea behind it and I'm excited to see more of it. Because I think when we get combinations of powers, it always works. I think, you know, Rogue is always kind of the catalyst of the character who you can do that with the most. And they show it. I think of, especially when Carrie was on the X-Men, he loved to have her take everybody's powers. And she used it in really creative ways. I think about when she took Emma and Scott, she turned to a diamond, like shot the laser through her hand, refracted on everybody. Like that was a great moment. So it's going to be super fun to see all of these new young characters who don't get to use their powers that much and what we can do with them. And their combinations, yeah. I remember earlier in this series, in the X-Men, uh, the captains, Cyclops and Magic, like using their powers together where he she would open a bunch of those portals against the brood. Uh, that was really cool. So I really hope we get some cool combinations as they are like, you know, training these kids. It was also really cool to see the a, a different kind of origin for the Shadow King. Yeah. <sighs> I was, you like, know, let me, t- so, you know, I love the Shadow King. All right. Right. Yeah, like, I know you love that, <laughs> like that's, that's a top five right there. So this little origin and kind of revamp of him and him being on the Island. I was so into that. I'm obviously a little confused to kind of like what's going on and how he's there. I just, and I know we saw Shadow King once already 
in Krakoa. He was in that Empire tie-in issue. Yes, at the when end all, all the psychics. And yeah. Yeah, but I remember everyone saying they thought that was an artist error because we never saw him again. And so now well, I'm didn't we we also saw him, I think, during um House of X and Powers of Ten, when I think at the towards the end when Xavier was inviting everyone back to Krakoa, mm-hmm. I believe we saw him walk through that villain gate when all the villains really? kind of hurt him and Celine and Exodus and all of them. Okay. I think I think he was with them when they all kind of walked in together. I'll have to go back. I don't I I mean, I just don't remember seeing it. I'm pretty sure you're right. Um, I remember being really upset because Frenzy was walked in with all them. <laughs> I was like, why she's still a villain? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so I'm, I'm really interested to see kind of like what he's doing, how he's on the island. Because obviously Shadow King being on the island is a pretty big deal, I feel like. Yeah. There's there's like too many people who I think would have an issue with that. Like even in like this Storm. world. Yeah, Storm, <laughs> Betsy. Um, really just those two. <laughs> uh, Polaris, she got taken over by um, Shadow King during the did Mirror she? Island saga. Oh, that's he, right. She did. Yeah, he used her, like her oh, mind. Oh, Karma? Get, yeah. Also, he turned her fat. Um, that's right. You know, so it's like him being on the island. And again, I get it. Krakoa was supposed to be like the new start. Everybody's sins have been absolved. But it's like, that's just one guy who I'm just kind of like, nah, I wouldn't be able to do it. Again, it's kind of like with Gambit and Apocalypse. It's like some of these people should be a little adverse to that. And so, again, Shadow King's on there. Interested to see why he's got these four kids, if he's just mind controlling them, if they are genuinely kind of bonding with him, what's going on there. I wonder if there's going to be some kind of, you know, link to the way that he kind of like raised children on the street back in the Mm -hmm. day. Because I remember Storm kind of also had this similar tale of, you know, yeah, being being this like young impressionable mutant that was unknowingly helping the Shadow King, you know. Yeah. So I wonder how how that's gonna work on Krakoa, and Same. because is is he still gonna be looked at as the boogeyman now that he is on Krakoa? You know, I mean, I feel like even what we got, he was the boogeyman. Like, yeah, he looked a little scary in this still. Yeah, <laughs> like why we gotta go through these woods all the way to this like cave and you in this corner? Like, this is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I also appreciated that Petra was in this book. I feel like we never not only see her, but because she's just an older character and everyone's yeah. back now, so she's on the table. But her power set is something we never really see from yeah, other X Men. People who control the Earth like that. Yeah, so like we never really see geokinetics like that. So it was cool to see more characters with different types of powers. I think it's also interesting that, I mean, I guess technically when that whole little crew of secret X-Men died, they were all still younger teenagers. Yeah, they were pretty young, yeah. So I I thought it was interesting that, you know, they're still keeping her that young where she's kind of in. I wonder if she is that young, that's why she's in with the students, or if just because she didn't train that much, they put her there. I couldn't figure that out either. I I feel like it's probably because of an age thing. She seems to be that kind of the counterpart to Anole. It looked like yeah. in this book where I feel yeah. like he's like not a kid anymore, but like much older than than he was introduced. Probably now Agreed. the same age as her when she died in that back then in Deadly Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I think I think she's a little older, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm into this. This I'm was in. great. It was it was great to have Rob Rice back on art too. He's fantastic. Like, yeah, the art was fantastic. I am definitely back into this into the New Mutants again. Agreed. Very much so. And we got Rain Boy. Shout out to Rain Boy. 
Who is Rain Boy? He was the, <laughs> the hydrokinetic. I know he was in this, but like, who was he before? He. This is my. I feel like this is my first time ever seeing. He's him. a Milligan creation. He was on the team with Bling and Onyx. Okay. <laughs> he was. This, he was. He was. He was on Gambit Student Squad. It was Rainboy. It was Bling. It was Onyx when Mystique was pretending to be Fox, so she could. Oh yeah. Him. Okay. Yes, okay. This is a. That's a throwback. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. You know what? I appreciate, I guess, moments like that. Then, you know, with Uncle Koa, anybody you can bring. Hey, back anybody's here. Like, <laughs> you got to love it. Um, okay. And those were the comics. That was a lot of comics this week. This was a good week. Yeah, it was a pretty solid week. All right. Well, let's take a little break and then we'll come right back. Let's do it. All right, welcome back everybody to another relaunch to the discussion section. And there's some some fun topics I wanted to get into right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so first off, um, Tom Taylor and Reno Rodondo are taking over Nightwing. Um, Good for him. Number 78. Good for I'm Nightwing. I'm excited for this. Good for Nightwing. I know. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a Nightwing fan. He is he's a top five character for me. I love him. Okay. And, you know, he hasn't really had any like iconic runs. No. You know, but he's had really great moments. So I'm excited for Tom Taylor to kind of take over because mm-hmm. if there's one thing Tom Taylor does is he really gets a character's voice right. Yeah. Um, he sometimes he may make things a little too light <laughs> um, <laughs> as far as like some of the jokes a little bit, but mm-hmm. the the characterization and the things that he adds to the character are always great so i'm excited for him to kind of take over there and the art is fantastic yeah redondo is like probably one of dc's best artists right now yeah he's amazing um and the the pages that they kind of showed it as far as their preview goes have nightwing saving this little dog and it's adorable (laughs) so (laughs) you know i'm already in i might give it a shot okay you know i I was into this rebirth for Nightwing because mm-hmm. his new 52 run was, uh, it was, yeah. it, was <laughs> it was just whatever. <laughs> um, and the rebirth run was, it started off all right. And then it kind of got a little. Is yeah, this the one where me? he became like Rick and he like yeah. shaved hair off or something like that? So I dropped off well before that. <laughs> <laughs> And um, because the book was already like kind of going downhill and then he got shot and had amnesia and was going by Rick for a while. So that was bad, but it looks like things are back on track now. (laughs) So I'm excited for this new Tom Taylor run to to kick in with issue 78. I think it'll be good. Um, So DC also announced that uh, Bendis and David Marquez, who I'm a really big fan of, are Mm. taking over Justice League and they have an entirely new team of members now have you seen the artwork for this team i have seen the artwork i saw the cover were there any surprises for you naomi you know and i guess it should be surprising for you (laughs) i mean i was about to say i guess it shouldn't be because bendis is writing it so it's like (laughs) he's gonna bring his own character over (laughs) of of course he's gonna bring her over i mean 
it, I, but but still, I'm still like kind of shocked about it a little bit because she's such a new character still, and I don't really feel like he told us enough about her in her little mini series yet to like really throw her in with these characters. <laughs> but That's kind of what I felt too. Um, <laughs> so the entire list of characters were: it's a Green Arrow, mm-hmm. Bl- Black Canary, a Hot Girl. It looks like Hippolyta. Yes, I think that was her. Uh, Black Adam. Naomi, Superman, Aquaman, and Batman. Outside of Naomi, Black Adam was also pretty shocking. I don't think I don't think he's ever been a part of part of the league proper. I know he's been on the Justice. No, Society. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting to see, especially like with him and Superman. They're such drastic. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely <laughs> do not share the same ideals. <laughs> <laughs> like they're, they're completely different sides. Um, it's also Hippolyta. If it is Hippolyta, that's pretty interesting, I guess. I wonder where Diana is. I think that's random for me. Like, it, I mean, it, that's why I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm surprised. It's just kind of like, where'd she come from? I also feel like, you know, there are plenty of characters who DC has, who mm-hmm. he could have picked, who would have made better choices and who need the spotlight you know like yeah. vixen it, yeah <laughs> the the, the roster is a little strange it's um it's different which is like i guess always something you can appreciate from bendis oh yeah but, and like i said don't get me wrong i understand creating a character and you're gonna put them on your t- on the justice league because <laughs> it's the one you made so do it okay but naomi uh, i know i know it's i did you read her series that he wrote no so i read it it's like fine it's just so vague like you don't really know anything about her her powers they kind of tell you like she comes from a different planet or like a different universe or something like that and like all these people are heroes and someone's kind of get her but it's kind of like what what actually it's very vague it's it's weird yeah i've I've seen some pages of it that's kind of what made me not get into it where i love the art because again uh beautiful art jamal campbell jamal campbell's drawing it and he's the art is fantastic but it just felt like it gave her this vague retelling of superman's story because yeah it was something that had to do with like her parents were knew that the planet was also going to explode and like then they, she like sent her away and then her co- yeah. I, don't, I don't like her i don't know if this is sacrilegious but i do not like that costume that she wears it's okay. It's it's, it's the, the the shoulder pads. The shoulder pads are bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do not enjoy. And trust it. me, as a Jean Grey fan, I know about some shoulder pads. <laughs> and those are bad. You no, know, it's I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm 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 going to give it a shot. There's there's going to be a uh, Justice League Dark backup in it, so I have to now at least buy the first few issues because there's not going to be a Justice League Dark book anymore. Yeah, so DC also announced that the Justice League Dark will now be the backup book in Justice League. So they're going to be combining these books into two. Now, how do you feel about that? I don't really like it. Do you think that's something we should start doing? Should certain books kind of double up and be backups for each other? So I think about something like Brian Wood's X-Men run, the all-women run, and how he had the backup story with the new X-Men in it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. 
that was fun. If it was something like that, that kind of ties into the main story or like helps drive that and you get like a couple of different characters. Yeah, I'd totally be into something like that. But if I'm buying something that's basically just two different books, I don't want that, especially if, if I don't think I'm going to enjoy something. I wouldn't buy a X-Men book to read X-Factor. Right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? No, and, I wouldn't want that either. And so it's just kind of like, I can understand where it might be appealing. I can understand, again, if it somehow ties into like the main story, you're just using like other characters. Like I think of even New Mutants. I think about how it was switching back and forth between the space team and the kids early on. I feel like the kids segment, that could have just been the backup after the space section. That's fair. Yeah. Do you remember when they were kind of doing this with Justice League during the New 52, where there was a Justice League story and then the there was a backup Shazam story? Um, yes, I do. And uh, uh, Johns was writing it, right? And Johns was writing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember there being some talk about that kind of supposedly leading into a Shazam solo book, but it just never happened. Yeah. Do you think that these should be more of like, you know, launching pads for potential solo that books? I would, I, I would, I don't think I would mind that. Again, I, I guess it would just have to see how it was done. Even I think of the Shazam backups, that was actually pretty good. John's I like those Shazam backups. Yeah. And they like, they had nothing to do with the Justice League yeah, book that was, was going on in it, but it was really good. And you got to see more of Shazam and Billy and all of his friends and everything. Yeah. So sometimes I think the backups can work, but. I'm conflicted now. I, I, again, I guess for me, it would really just come down to it's like, what am I interested in? And like, how, how big is the backup? Because those were only like eight pages. That's uh, fair. From what, so, I, from what I read so far about this Justice League and Justice League Dark, it's going to be like double sized where mm. instead it's instead of one issue, it's literally two issues together. And yeah, so, I guess the Bendis and the other writer for the Justice League Dark uh, were saying that they might cross over. Um, they'll have their own stories, but there will mm -hmm. be times where they actually cross over and have, you know, moments where they are connected with each other. Mm, okay, I mean, I'll see. I'll test it out. I'm sure from a sales standpoint, maybe this was a, a better option for instead and I, of completely canceling that. one book, you might as well just double them up together. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I would say that that's valid. You know, I don't think, but, but that's also the thing I think about DC in general. They kind of give their books like a long shelf life, even when they're not doing that well sales wise, they keep it going. So they do keep them going. Yeah. So I could definitely understand just saying, oh, yeah, we're just going to combine this. But again, I kind of just get to the point where it's like, what if I'm getting this double sized issue of something I'm not going to read? Like, I specifically want the Justice League dark story. I don't want to have to feel like I'm skipping ahead of the first book just to get to that. I, th I think it's something I was doing with Iron Man. You know, I was like buying these issues of Iron Man. I do not like Iron Man. I do not like Tony Stark. I simply wanted to read about Hellcat. And so here I was like buying this book consistently and kind of skipping through it and only reading these pages with this one character that I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, oh, wow, this is a waste of money. And so it's like, I can just wait till this comes out on Marvel Unlimited or something and just read it then. But and, and that, that, that's just how I kind of feel like about this. Like if I if I have to buy like two books, I it's just do I want to read both of these books? Yeah. In one issue. 
who knows? Maybe you might get into the other book. You know, maybe they're trying to see if if you might like, or any book that ends up like doubling up like this going forward. Because I wonder if this is going to become like a thing. Um, you know, is if the, this does well, um, does it have a higher price? Is it like three ninety nine, five ninety nine? I'm not sure. They haven't really talked about that part because this is all coming out in March because DC is doing a DC Infinite Frontier like initiative. Oh, their, post future state. Yeah, yeah. It's it's their post future state. So the current writer for Flash, uh, Joshua Williamson, is going to be writing this DC Infinite Frontier uh, mm-hmm. book, and it'll also be featuring stories from Scott Snyder, Jeff Johns. Um, Becky Cloonan, joins Tinian, uh, Joel Jones, a bunch of other writers, and they're going to be setting up some storylines and everything for post death metal. So I saw some <sighs> death metal. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> I saw I saw the covers and a couple of images from it. I looked into some of the articles. It sounds good. I did get to the March solicits for DC, and it didn't really seem as exciting as I thought it was going to be from the article. There was a lot of, there's still a lot of Batman stuff. And a lot of Batman kind of, stuff. There's yeah. still a ton of Batman stuff. I did think Harley Quinn might be one that I might look into just because of the artist. Riley Rosmo is doing the art for her book. And like, I just really enjoyed his art. But yeah. a lot of the other, I'm, like, I'm still waiting for some other announcements. The Teen Titans books don't really sound that interesting to me. Um, Teen Titans Academy? Is that what yeah. it's? Yeah. I, you know, I love an, I, you know, I love an academy. <laughs> so, so I'm going to try it out to see if it's giving the kind of academy that I like it to give or if it's just, you know. It, it hurts me because, you know, like the Teen Titans is one of my brands. Like that is one of the teams that I have like followed and I've yeah. really gone up for. And it's kind of been really sad to watch the dissolution or like how it's been watered down and just what they're supposed to represent. And I get it, you know, Young Justice kind of bumped up in popularity. So great show. You know, and but I still had Teen Titans go. We still got that. Young Justice kind of blows that out the water, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it doesn't matter. But it's just, it's I don't know what what they're doing with the Titans now is weird. And I just yeah, it, it kind of feels like they don't know where they want to take them, and they've just yeah. felt like they've been in this like weird limbo place. So I feel like the Titans, re- the Titans are the ones who really need a really big revamp and a push. Absolutely. And, I think having a Titans Academy is the right way to kind of go. We bring mm-hmm. in all these other characters and, you know, uh, cashing on people's faves being there and kind of give some people new characters a push. So we'll see what, what goes on with that. So uh, yeah, I guess I'll be checking I, it out. I guess I'll also definitely have to read this whole Frontier thing because we'll have to see how kind of DC once again resets their continuity to make everything work and work. Fit. because i've I've seen some images i don't know if it was like death metal stuff or whatever but like it had like various titans from different eras but it's also like these titans don't exist in like the rebirth kind of world so it's like i don't really right we'll see what happens and it looked like wonder woman is going to become some like cosmic being or something like that because there was this cover of her and uh the specter together Mm -hmm. and we know he is like this big like you know being of like cosmic oh yeah and she had on like the white yeah the green yeah yeah i did see that yeah that that, that was looking weird too maybe that's and, why and, and the dc frontier uh kind of artwork that they put out she was just like in the background i don't know if you saw that her face was like in the yeah. background of the sky so I, I don't know what's going on with wonder woman and we'll like is she gonna become some like cosmic thing 
That'll be a different take for her. But we are getting Yara soon, so I guess they like That's true. And, you know, I made a stand for her, so. <laughs> okay. They, they said, push the old lady out. <laughs> um, Yara said to stay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I, I was a little disappointed from the martial list. And I, I've said it. We've seen a lot of the DC management taking on diversity in their ranks. You know, they've been promoting a lot of Black people, a lot of women, things like that. And I really was expecting to kind of see a lot of that in March post-Future State. I mean, I guess we still have time, April, May, June, all these months are coming, but there, there were just a lot of books. I was kind of expecting to see more like people of color, a little bit more diversity along the line. And it was still just like, oh no, here's Batman. Yeah, and Superman and like the same yeah other uh, four characters super characters <laughs> it was <Yeah>. like <laughs> it wasn't super diverse as they kind of thought that i thought it was going to be so yeah so yeah we'll see Hopefully. well do you feel like there has to be certain characters on the justice league or on on like the avengers because i recall a interview that tom brevoort over at marvel had where he said that in order for there to be the avengers you have to have at least I think he said two or three of the original members. So like the original characters have to be there. So for this Justice League that has, you know, Naomi and Hippolyta on it, <laughs> do yeah. you feel like there has to be certain characters on a team to make it feel like the actual team? Hmm. I think yes, but I don't think you need, I, I, I would say you only need maybe like one. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. So I think... I, I remember a similar interview that he did. And I think someone said like with the Avengers, you it doesn't feel like the Avengers unless you have like Cap, Thor and Iron Man on it. And I think that's like crazy. Cause it's like, no, <laughs> maybe Cap, <laughs> but like the other two, not so much. Right. Um, but like, I think about the Justice League, uh, the Justice League is different for me because it is so big on like the big seven. And like, that's you know, true. Yeah. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, Green Lantern, sometimes Martian Manhunter, sometimes Cyborg. And I guess now when I think about the Justice League, it is kind of hard to think about a team that doesn't have at least two to three of those members. Even I think yeah. of something like um, like Justice League Detroit when that came out, like Aquaman was on that. You know, um, Justice League International, like uh, Batman will pop up every now and again. It's just kind of like the, DC has put such a big emphasis on those characters as leaguers that any type of league situation without them doesn't really feel like it. At least one or two of them. Even what was that book? Justice League Odyssey. That didn't feel like a Justice League book. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, that was just because I don't think any of the. Like, yeah, like, that, like I mean. It. Like, I mean, Cyborg was on it, but you know how everybody kind of goes back and forth with Cyborg and his league status anyway. So it didn't really feel like it. I think you kind of do have to have at least one or two of them. Do you feel that same way about the X-Men? Like, I know some people feel like you can't have an X-Men team unless Cyclops is on it or Storm is on it or, you know, Wolverine. Are there certain characters that you feel like have to be on the X-Men? No. But that I think just because the X-Men is just so vast, I don't think we should have to be pigeonholed to like, oh, it's if Cyclops isn't one, it's not the X-Men. It's like, girl, you know how many people lead this team? Cyclops <laughs> might be the best leader. <laughs> I'll give him that. Like he might be the best leader, but it's like we got some people who can fill his shoes. It's cool. Right. Yeah. I feel like I feel like certain 
certain plots probably have to have certain characters in them, obviously. But yeah. I feel like as far as team rosters go, I think you should be able to just mix up the X-Men uh, kind of as much as you want to <laughs> because, yeah, I, I, because they are so vast. I think the Avengers and uh, the Justice League are a little bit different. I think the Justice League, I think you at least have to have, I don't know if you have to have any of the Trinity in it, but I think I you at least have to have two of the original members of the Justice League in it. I, I think. agree with that. I do. I know for a while that Marvel was kind of thinking that, sure, you have to have someone from the original roster, but they kind of went mm-hmm. with the idea that you can have a member of the mm-hmm. original monster. So instead of, yes, you have a comp- Captain America, but it's yeah. a Captain America. So it's Falcon as Captain America. Yeah. Or, you know, you have, the, we can have Thor, but it's Jane Foster Thor, uh, you know? So I think they tried oh, no. to at least, <laughs> they t- at least tried era. to switch it up. <laughs> um, no, and I agree with that. I, and I can see it too, like you said, I think the Avengers and the Justice League, they're kind of more staples with their characters or they have more staples with their characters so it's like yeah when you get them you have to have a certain type of feeling so it's like whereas the x-men and some other teams don't have that so it's like you can put anybody there i even think about like with the titans the titans has kind of gotten to a point where you can put anybody on there and i think that is also a little reason why it feels watered down because it doesn't have that foundation yeah i feel i feel like the titans the Titans, I do think you have to have one of the original members there because yeah. some one of them has to be the one kind of still carrying that torch. Exactly. And it's either, you know, Nightwing or... Mm-hmm. Or Donna. Or Donna oh. or Starfire. Now, I think they're kind of having Starfire be the one to still kind of carry that torch. Yeah. But that that for her feels a little weird. It does. I don't know. I'm not really. I'm not really completely sold on her just being like the we have to beat Titans and and she's kind of the one leading that front. I do think that she'd be down for the cause, obviously, but I don't know. I think John's during his Titans run was kind of the one who got it right with her on the league where it's like, she's trying, but she should also really be struggling. Like they've kind of made her like this mother hen and it's like, that's not who Starfire is. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I don't really think of her as this like mother hen character for a bunch of the Teen Titans. It's like, no, she will rip your throat out <laughs> <laughs> yes with the training she learned from the world of Okara so yeah it's it's weird I don't I think some teams you do have to have specific characters others not so much yeah all right. Well, that's kind of the discussion that I wanted to have right there and see what, what people thought. And, you know, if anybody else has any ideas of certain characters they feel have to be on teams, let us know. Send us yeah. your thoughts on it, because I think it's a pretty good discussion. That is. I, I enjoy that. Thank you. <laughs> let's let's take a break and then we'll come back for that rewatch of Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. And we are back for another rewatch. Yeah. So this time we are doing uh, Wonder Woman, the first movie. And uh, I liked it. What did you think? Okay. You liked it? I liked it. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, an, it's I liked entertaining. 
I, I, so I, I like Wonder Woman. I'm a fan of hers. And, you know, this was her first movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, she'd never been on the big screen before. I was super excited. I remember when this was coming out. I think it came out in 2018, um, Mm -hmm. directed by Patty Jenkins. And I remember being super excited about the first Wonder Woman movie. And for me, like as a whole, I thought the film was well done. You know, it was beautiful shots. The supporting cast was fantastic. Um, You know, Robin Wright is amazing. The Amazons were like they cast them wonderfully. Yeah, I could loved. I loved how diverse the island was. Like I loved Mm -hmm. uh, that they didn't make this all a bunch of white women (laughs) frolicking on this island. (laughs) You know, I appreciated that they didn't that they didn't do that. Um, I thought the effects for the most part looked great. The story was fine. I'm a fan of. I know some people aren't, but I'm a fan of Diana being more connected to the. Uh, like Greek pantheon and her having Zeus as her dad. See, I actually like the um, Maid of Clay origin. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? I'm, you know me. I'm a magic guy. I magic. <laughs> you know, I'm a magic guy. Of course, guy, and I, I prefer the science. The, 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 like, hard, <laughs> she was born from something. <laughs> you know, I, I just kind of love that like mystical element to it. And it. I kind of also enjoy the fact that she didn't have to be tied to a man to exist. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, especially in this world of Amazons, which is all about you know the women and the unity, and that's all there is. I enjoyed it. It's like, oh, this is how they brought up this new life and like made it real or whatever. And so once Zeus came along, it was just like, oh, it's just it's just a man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> coming and ruining something. I know how that goes. I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like with her and being like kind of born from like this affair, basically, of Zeus and her mother. Yeah, that kind of adds a little spice to her story, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense, you know, because it gives it now her mother like lied to her, you know, kind of like, yeah, she grew up having one idea of who her mother was and how just and truthful she was and how she was born of clay and and she's yeah. been living one life and that wasn't the truth. And I feel like that adds a little bit of weight to her her relationship with her mother, but mm-hmm. I see what you mean. The clay that. stuff is is also cool, but I can respect that. And I think some even in like Wonder Woman's books, when it's done well, when they add in the Greek pantheon, I think about Brian Azzarello. He did a run of Wonder Woman, and he kind of really leaned into the pantheon, the Greek gods, and like even the new gods side, and it was just like really well done. And so it adds a lot to her story, and I think that's good for. Wonder Woman because she's a person who I don't really think has too much to go on, especially when it comes to like rogues and people she can fight and all of that. It's just like, there's not too much there. So at least with the Greek pantheon, you're always going to be able to give her something. Yeah, you get a little bit of something. Um, I feel like with this movie, the the little girl who plays like young Diana was adorable. so cute. So cute. Running around the island. Yeah, that's so cute. I'm trying to like avoid going to these classes or whatever too cute she wants to learn how to fight already only mm-hmm. you know <laughs> diana would see a sword <laughs> called god killer and <laughs> want to have it for herself <laughs> like need that i mean, <laughs> I mean I, same i relate, I relate. <laughs> um you know and then we see her going through this like training and going uh growing up and all the Amazon training scenes were fantastic fight. Like yeah. that, th- this movie had some really good fight choreography. Like that team stunts, those stunt women, they did that. I remember. So I remember they said that they got a bunch of like Olympians, like actual like oh. 
Olympians. Yeah, a lot of these fighters and a lot of these stunt people were actual like big time like gold medal winning like women. (laughs) Yeah, them. Yeah, I think a lot of the like archers and stuff were like from like they from the Olympics. (laughs) Like they all were these amazing warrior women. I believe the woman who is who played um i think persephone i think was the main woman the general mm-hmm. she was like i think she's like a big boxer <laughs> like oh. i think she's like a, a known like boxer so i'm into like, it <laughs> badass women <laughs> you know a warrior woman i'm all yeah. about it you, you, it you know that i'm here for it that was cool yeah they were like kicking ass all on this island so i <laughs> was living i also want you know that that top and skirt <laughs> so, so, so i can go out there and start flipping and kicking ass <laughs> do you um do, do you like gal as wonder Woman? um you know she is uh sure <laughs> <laughs> you know i think i think gal is gorgeous beautiful, beautiful woman, woman. Um, I think that she really puts her all into these, into the stunts that she does, you mm-hmm. know, as soon as she appeared in this training scene where she's like fighting and mm-hmm. they're like kind of testing out her abilities, you, you believe that she's like Wonder Woman yeah. <laughs> and she, you believe that she's out there fighting and like putting and putting forth her full weight into these, into these yeah. fight scenes. Um, some of the acting in it was it left a little to be desired (laughs) you know um i think that some of the delivery of the lines were a little you know (laughs) (laughs) sure (laughs) Uh, but you know i felt like for the most part she's she's fine as okay i I do wish they weren't afraid to kind of dirty her up a little bit I especially think of like the no man's land scene and she's like going through this field and all this stuff. It's makeup like, was face was beat. You know, it's just <laughs> yes. like we get it. Like she is a beautiful woman, but it's like she's in the middle of a fight. Like, don't be afraid to throw some dirt on her face, like cut her up a little bit. Like, but because that's what you expect from Wonder Woman. Like she is going to be in this battle, like doing all this stuff. So you kind of expect her to get a little messy. Um, I, I hope that's something they kind of do for the second 84. Yeah, we'll see what's going on in 1984 uh, next week. But I think with this one, I think that they are where some 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 things that were done with Wonder Woman that were better than than others. I thought that, you know, when she left the island and kind of was on the boat with <laughs> with with Steve, I thought her mm. her her rapport with Steve was really fun. I thought they have like really cute moments. They had they have really good chemistry. I actually enjoyed them together a lot. And then when they added in Etta Candy. Uh yes, you gotta love her, right? <laughs> Etta's so she, much fun. Etta was great. Etta was probably like one of my favorite things about this movie. <laughs> yes, and so she she's currently in like Wonder Woman books. I haven't really kept up with where she is now, but mm-hmm. where I left off with Wonder Woman, there wasn't a current Etta Candy in in our current time. But she is um, a black mm-hmm. woman and a lesbian, and oh. she's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I think there's supposed to be some kind of like. I don't know how they explained like the name or like if she's like a descendant of hers or something like that. I don't know what, what's mm-hmm. going on there. Um, okay. Etta is a lot of fun. <laughs> she right. she was a lot of fun in this movie. You know, she let people know that she was a secretary and Wonder Woman was like, uh, that sounds like slavery. <laughs> 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 Working for a man? No. <laughs> like, no, okay. I relate to that as well. Oh, same, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and all of the like kind of fish out of water moments that she kind of played up in this as she was making her one day through London with Steve were mm-hmm. really cute. Um, I do think that this movie kind of highlighted one thing that I don't like about Wonder Woman uh-huh. and it is her rogues gallery. It's she needs small. some better villains. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and I do know the take of Wonder Woman, how she, you know, she takes care of her villains. She has no problem, you know, snapping a neck. And, you know, let's talk about that really quick because I know they say that, like, or that line's been spewed a lot, but it's, does she really? Outside of maybe like Maxwell Lord when she snapped his neck, it's like, Diana, like, Cheetah is still running around like nobody's business. Fair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Giganta is out there, Cersei is out there. And I think the thing about Wonder Woman is, one, her rogues gallery isn't that big to begin with. And I don't necessarily think it's because she's like taking care of everybody. I think she gets to those points where she will. Um, Again, like the Maxwell Lord situation is something that, you know, was a big deal when she killed him. But again, like that was a, she had no other choice. And Yeah, she had no other choice, yeah. But it's like all these other villains, I don't think she'd be taking them out like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> She's been serving a little bit of mercy lately, you know. <laughs> um, and so I guess when I hear that, it's just also kind of okay. She has all these rogues who, or these villains who she just takes out with no problem. It's like, so who do you eventually give her to fight? And that's why I think I've said this to you before. I kind of feel like having Diana be like this super all-powerful demigod and this like supreme battle master is a bit of a mistake it's like you have to give me one or the other because you get to this point with her it's like who does she fight she has no one to fight because she's just like overpowering them and slitting their throats and it's like okay cool but then what (laughs) it's it's no fun if you're always going to (laughs) win you know there's not really a much of a story there which is probably why in this post you know, DC Infinite era that they're kind of bringing up now is probably where she is might be going cosmic. And mm. maybe that's probably why they're taking her on with the Spectre and when do whatever she's going to do there. Because if you can't, <laughs> you can't beat everybody <laughs> on Earth and it's time for you to go someplace else. Yeah. <laughs> and, and especially um, you running around on the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just not going to work, sister. Um, yeah. So I agree with the whole like, villains thing i think she needs a big update on them yeah because dr poison in this isn't that threatening and at all you know it's like okay who gives a damn in this movie she was like walking through the poison villages that like you know dr poison left poison off and it was nothing (laughs) it's just like what is the point (laughs) and it's not like dr poison has like super strength or her own abilities she's just a chemist so yeah so she, once once Diana kicks the canister of poison away, then what? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I felt like this this film kind of highlighted a little bit of one of the things I don't like about Wonder Woman is that that's her rogues gallery. But yeah, you know, as it, as the film went on and we kind of saw the things that I do like about her, and that's mm-hmm. how much she she beats ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, she's a fighter. One thing about Wonder Woman is she's gonna beat your ass. <laughs> you know, she. She went through that whole like village, that whole no man land scene is like that was iconic. that was great. That was they were on one that day on filming. I don't know what they like ate, smoked, drank, but everybody came to work. <laughs> For sure. 
For sure. And the way that she just like walked across that entire field and was deflecting bullets and then mm-hmm. you know, missiles thrown at her. And she was, she was kick, kicking ass. Still looking good. Still looking fantastic. You know, hair running through, <laughs> flowing through the wind <laughs> <laughs> as she ran. And when she jumped through that building and, you know, beat everyone's ass there. I remember being mm-hmm. in, the, in the movie theater and being really shocked when they shown her flipping that tank over. The tank. Mostly because I think that was the first time in in a while for me that I had really noticed a woman being super strong on film. They never show mm-hmm. them being like that strong, you know. Yeah. You know, lifting up like, a tank or something. If anything, yeah. maybe like they'll lift someone up in front of them or like a person, but never like anything that big. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool that they didn't down shy away how strong she actually is. I agree with that. That was really well done. It's, it's a good. It had a good musical score as well. I don't know if you like are really into musical scores, um, but I am. And so I just know that No Man's Land scene. After seeing that in the theater, I was like listening to it in the gym. Like oh, once, wow. Okay. Yeah, like once the soundtrack dropped, because I was and it, it, it was like pumping me up because, again, I was just like thinking about this scene and like all this stuff. And like you said, the deflection of the bullets and her just running around. I was just like, yeah, like this is it. Um, Man, and so that is do that next time I go to the gym. You know, I, I tell people, you don't, I don't think a lot of people realize like how much like that music enhances the movie for you. It's like to bring up a DC movie, uh, Aquaman, I did not enjoy that music at all. And I think about like some oh, of the scenes. Oh, you did scenes. like uh, uh, the Pitbull? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and so it's like, I think about how so many of my moments of enjoyment of the movie, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, like Pitbull is now just yelling at me, like this is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Versus like a no man's land scene, like this orchestra is just like pumping me up because I'm thinking I'm in the gym lifting something up and here I am, I'm pretending like I'm on a battlefield. It's like, it's great. Wonder Woman. (laughs) Okay, and it's boots and all. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, I do. Did you like the way that she uses her lasso in this? Are you a fan of the way that she kind of uses it more like a whip in her battles? Yeah, because I, I mean, I don't. I'm not really into the whole lasso thing, to be perfectly honest. I, 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 I think it's all right. I think it's a cool little tool that she can kind of use. I, I like the way that she uses it to pull people towards her and kick them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's always fun. But for the most part, it's it's just kind of a, a cute little fun accessory. Yeah. I saw that, you know, in this next sequel, she's going to actually also use her tiara as the boomerang. Now that one, I think is a little. Oh, is she? Yeah, it's going to be. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, bringing, they're bringing that back. I think that they're going to hit on a lot of like, you know, Easter eggy kind of things that Wonder Woman can do. So we'll see what kind of goes on with that in the, in the sequel. Um, so for the most part, this film was a lot of fun for, for me. Uh, the third act, you know, as we build up towards this this point in the movie is mm-hmm. kind of where things got a little... It gets, it gets uh, a little rough. Um, it, yeah. So, you know, it's actually funny. Patty Jenkins just did like an interview and IGN posted it. And she was saying that apparently the third act was supposed to be small scale, but WB made her change Uh-oh. it at the last minute. And so she's always kind of agreed with the criticism that's come out about the third act of the film. Okay. Interesting. And 
WB is always messing with something, you know? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of studio meddling that goes in that ends up ruining like, a lot of these superhero movies. Like, they need to sit down and just let these people tell their stories. Um, but yeah, yeah so just, like just that, cut them the check and let them go. Like, it's, like it's, it's all right. They're good at their job, I promise you. You hired them. <laughs> exactly. They're probably under this weird, uh, you know, idea that all superhero movies have to end in this big CGI 3D, like big fight yeah. thing. And it and was just a digital mess. Yes. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I did enjoy the whole part about, you know, Diana kind of realizing about the flaws of humanity. I thought the aspect of Ares kind of pulling the strings behind the scenes was cool. I do like Ares as a villain, but that it was that CGI and that battle, it was just the things that they were just kind of throwing at each other. It looked like they were just in a room, in a big green screen room, yelling at each other yeah, from across was, the room. It was, it was, it was a little messy there. So, <laughs> but um, overall, I agree. I agree. It's a fun, entertaining movie. I think, like you said, Gal is fine. As Diana, I am, I don't know if I'm excited for 1984 anymore. Anything you're looking forward to in it? Like, what are you I am excited for? to see Cheetah. I do want to see Cheetah. Okay, are you a Cheetah fan? I am a Cheetah fan. So I'm okay. I, I just keep thinking about that scene they um showed of her running. <laughs> As Cheetah? Like on all no, fours? No, no, I'm talking about um Wonder Woman. Oh. oh. That little clip. Yeah. That, <laughs> like, like every time yeah. I think about 1984, I just think about that clip. And so it's like my I'm like, all right, where are we at? Right. But I am really excited to see Cheetah. And I think the kind of like sneak reveal they showed in one of the trailers. I feel like there's going to be more. Like she'll get another form also. I don't know why yeah. I just feel that way. I feel like there will be some interesting things going on in this next movie. I I, I hope we get to find out how Steve Rogers... Is that his last name? Rogers? Yeah. No, that's Captain America. Uh, oh, my okay. God. <laughs> <laughs> my fault. I've got these white boys mixed up. No, Steve... Trevor, Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor, my fault. <laughs> um, uh, damn, they do kind of look alike though. <laughs> they do. And, um, they're, and they're both played, and they're both both their actors' name are Chris. Yeah, yeah, it's so not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to see like how Steve Trevor gets brought back to life. I don't know how they're gonna like work that do you into think, the story. You think it's original, Steve? I do. So the, I've heard rumors about like what the story is here okay. um, and what the plot is and how Maxwell Lord is tied into all of this and mm. and the things that he is kind of fulfilling for people. And okay. um, I'm wanting to know how that's actually going to play out in a film. Some of this, some of the stuff that I've heard about this will like, it sounds about right as far as like movies go. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it sounds right for comics, but not for a movie. Oh, you okay. know. Okay. Um, spoiler we'll alert! If you do, if you don't want to know what the spoiler is, fast forward and then. But I'm going to tell you what the spoiler <laughs> is right now. So, like, um, in the next one, there's supposed to be something where uh, Maxwell Lord has this like this like this like monkey paw kind of thing where he can like okay. grant a wish and. Okay one of the wishes that he grants uh, Diana is to bring back Steve. So like, and one of the things that he wished for for himself was like, I think he he only gets like a few wishes. One Uh of the things he wished for for himself was like, 
I think to like become this like big like figure. Um, you know, I did not even know that Mac. Is it, I feel like I don't know anything about this movie. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> 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 and I feel like every time I've watched a trailer, I'm still just kind of left thinking like, I don't know what this movie is supposed to be about. Um, so this is all very interesting information for me. Yeah. And so I appreciate you letting me know this because that's what's gonna now, now I feel like, okay, like I can kind of go into it like a little bit excited about something. Like there seems to be some interesting things here. It's really just been like Cheetah and that clip I saw of her running. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So from that's kind of what I heard as far as Maxwell Lord's involvement there and... Um, Obviously, with with monkey paw wishes and stuff, there's always yeah. something that goes wrong with that. So something okay. is going to be going wrong with the way that Steve comes back, and I'm sure he'll have to like go away or something like that. So okay, I've just I've seen stuff done like that done in comics, but I've never really seen that done they've in done a movie. movie. When it's so been done in a comic, did you enjoy it? Um, I mean, it's okay. I'm okay with those. I mean, it's those stories are okay with me because they are you. You know what you're getting into. You know, yeah. you made the wish. Now you have to reap what you sown, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But and usually with those, I'm more interested in whatever happens with the characters involved. But I'm not sure if there were enough characters involved in the first one that are coming back in this one for me to care about everybody's wishes that they're making. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just Diana. Um, that is true. She doesn't really have like a big supporting cast around her where I could say, oh, okay, cool. Well, how is that going to affect so-and-so? There is no Etta Candy. <laughs> you know, she, okay. that she, was in the past. Gone. Yeah. Do you, um, do you think that we'll get a third Wonder Woman film or do you think this will kind of cap it? Um, I think that they'll probably give a third one just to mm-hmm. have a trilogy. You know, I feel like there's a, there's a thing amongst these superhero movies where everything sounds like a trilogy. Yeah, and so I feel like they'll probably be done with it after. after and then that. do you think we'll still get Patty back? Because, you know, she's got her little Star Wars check now. That's right. She does have a Star Wars check where she's going to be doing a movie on the um, the Rebel Squadron, um, which is exciting. So, And I'm sure that check was nice. <laughs> probably nice enough for her not to even want to come back to Warner Brothers considering that you know, they told her to limit her to go a different route with her last movie. And mm-hmm. now with this movie, she's probably not getting the type of release that she wants to have, mm-hmm. you know, with everything going on HBO Max. So they probably I think they probably have maybe they might have a contract with her. If they don't have mm-hmm. a contract with her, I could probably see Patty not coming back. I wonder what um, Patty less Wonder Woman will be like. Yeah, that would be interesting to see if how someone else could kind of take on that. And I'm conflicted because I would like to also still see if if Patty like plan on making this a trilogy, I would still like to see like her full story and like kind of yeah. how she ends it off. But also, like you kind of said, if they haven't already entered into some kind of contract, I don't really know if I see her coming back. But that exactly. Is, we'll see. And I feel like they're at a place right now with their movies where they're kind of letting everything be off in their own like universes and their tile or if they need to. Yeah. So they're probably going to be done with anything Zack Snyder related soon. So they're probably just going to usher this on out, you know. <laughs> I, I wonder um, I wonder how they're going to kind of start handling those things. Because I feel like we, 
well, I don't know. Maybe the Snyder Cut release of Justice League is going to kind of reboot the Snyderverse in a sense. I'm hoping it does not. But, you know, we've already got like Robert Pattinson as Batman. I wonder when we'll start to see like the next versions of Aquaman and Wonder Woman and like those movies and things coming out. Because I don't know how long their contracts were. I feel like some of them already ran out, didn't they? Yeah, a lot of them really ran out already. And I think because the DC actors weren't signed on to these movies like the way that the Marvel actors were, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the DC actors were signed on for like that film and a sequel. Mm. It wasn't, it, whereas whereas in, you know, with the MCU, they sign on for, you know, six <laughs> movies and the crossover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, they, got you, they got you locked down. So I think... With a lot of these films, they these actors are they're pretty much done, and I kind of, that probably just kind of shows you a little test of where the DC plans were versus the Marvel plans. They kind of already yeah. knew that they were going to do a whole connected universe where it's like, hey, you have to sign on to this and be signed on to this. Yeah, um, I re- I recall like- some some actors on the Marvel side I think were hesitant about taking their roles because they didn't want to be on that role for you know 18 movies <laughs> okay they said you're not locking me down <laughs> right but i'm sure that check changed a lot of their minds so okay uh, but whereas dc is like we don't even know we really know we just know right now we want to do this one movie and maybe a sequel if it's big enough and yeah that kind of just going from there kind of crazy especially with all the things they continue to announce coming out i know and things they've already announced that we've never even heard stuff about yet. Like what happened to the Batgirl movie? Whatever happened to that Nightwing movie? movie. <laughs> <laughs> I want uh, my Nightwing movie. <laughs> well, well, I remember someone asked Ava on Twitter about a New Gods update, and she just said something about like how she was still working with Tom King and like getting into his mind. I was like, so no update on the movie. <laughs> so basically, that sounds like they have gone back and forth like three times on Slack. Okay, it's just like, hey, yeah, uh, do you know if this is still happening? Right. <laughs> uh, I think they, they still need some kind of solidified plan. But I still, I'm excited for Wonder Woman 1984 next week. A lot of it, some of my excitement is to see how this whole, like, launch of a streaming movie first kind of goes, you know? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that as well. This is the first time that they're kind of really doing this whole in theaters and on streaming at the same time deal. I'm really interested to see how it works. And it's only going to be on streaming for like a month, correct? And then they take it yeah. off. Then they take yeah. it off, yeah. And I think they then they are, the next movie on their list will be put up there, so. Wow, this is, this is going to be fun. I'm excited to watch it. Are you going to live tweet? Yeah, for, oh, for sure, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We'll definitely be live tweeting from the account. So all you guys should kind of check in and see if you also liking 1984 next Friday on December 25th. If um, So if there was a trilogy, you know, Gal does her third movie, would you be ready for them to recast Wonder Woman then? Maybe should she appear as Wonder Woman still in like other people's movies for a little bit longer? I think she can still kind of appear in other stuff as Wonder Woman a little bit longer, but confined to the, like, whatever they're doing with the Snyderverse stuff over there, mm-hmm. she can stay over there, like, be the Wonder Woman in that, like, world. Yeah. Um, if they are going to start a Wonder Woman corner of the mm-hmm. DC films or whatever, like, if they kind of, like, re- revamp everything and say, hey, we're going to do our own, like, 
multiverses of stuff and the the wonder woman is going to have her own corner with a bunch of different movies underneath her banner then Mm -hmm. give me a whole new wonder woman and just start fresh okay for sure i I can agree with that all right well um you guys i hope you guys liked the film i hope you guys were enjoying this another rewatch thank you so much for watching uh we yeah thanks to all the people who watched (laughs) with us and like tweeted with us it was great it was really fun time yeah, that was a lot of fun. Check us out next week uh, while we are tweeting along with Wonder Woman 1984. That should be a lot of fun to, to, to stream. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of the show. Um, thank you so much. You can find us on Twitter at Another Relaunch. You can find us. Also, shoot us emails about questions, concerns, whatever kind of things you guys have. If you have your own relaunches you want to send us, you know, you guys want to Yes. relaunch your own characters you have ideas and stuff let us know we can read those on air um you can find me at uncanny lz on most social media platforms uh keenan where can they find you you can find me at keenan lights with an underscore at the end all right i like that that's finally all one thing now <laughs> know, right? that's, that's, that's great. <laughs> so simple all right guys thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week see you next week